Thank you very much, Ian Rat. I can take it from here. People deluded, I'm back again. First things first, as usual, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and of course, good night. Hope, hopefully everyone's doing fit and healthy. I'd love to extend that to your loved ones. And hopefully everyone's having a progressive week where their goals, hopes, dreams, ambitions and aspirations are concerned. I can't lie, people. I'm hella thirsty. Let me back some water quickly. Wow. Stay hydrated, folks. Vital stuff. Now, obviously, Arsenal play PSV later today, people. I will be doing a reaction to the game at 10 p.m. UK time. So if you're about, smash the like button, set your reminders. If you're on YouTube, it's pinned to the to the thingy, to the pin chat Twitch gang. Just don't worry about it. You'll be there, in it. As I always say, turn your notifications on, but don't rely on them. Shout in a circle. It seems like YouTube and I assume Twitch have done me dirty as well and not told you lot. Why we're here or what we're here for. Shout out the Scottish Graham, one love. Good morning, DG. Hopefully, this is the start of Arsenal making moves in the transfer market. I'm here for that, man. You know, obviously, for me, pardon me, since I probably started on YouTube, all I want is a midfielder or midfielders. So between next summer and January, if you can get me a six or an eight or both or two of the two of them, you know, in, in each position or at least three, it would be a dream world in the next two summers, then I'm happy, isn't it, really? Obviously, I've always said, if you could bring in another centre-back, why not? I would preferably like someone that's a bit different from Tommy Asu if he could plays there, because he can play left-sided centre-half and would have to do it if, God forbid, if anything happens at this moment in time of injuries. I'm a big fan of Ben White doing his thing at right-back as well as centre-half. You don't know, I'll defend Gabriel and Saliba until the end, but they're all learning the tricks and trades. As I always say, if you could get someone that's not necessarily a big name, but learnt the art of defending and stuff like that, then I'm all for it. But Ivan Indico, I'm not really convinced on him like that, but I'll give him an opportunity. He's young, he's cut price, he's a left-footed... Sorry, people, this piece of paper keeps dropping. As I was saying, he's young, he's a left-footed centre-back, he's French. You know, last centre-back that we got from France seems to be doing all right, so there must be something in the water. 
He's not going to break the bank. It could be a shrewd addition. Obviously, if he was to look at the current squad right now and say who is going to play left-sided centre-back, if anything, God forbid, happens to Gabriel. Of course, Saliba and Ben White could play there, but you'd probably leave them where they are. It's probably Rob... Well, for me, Tommy Asu first, and then it's Rob Holding. Ndika is better than Holding, quite respectfully to Holding. I think he's a level above you, and I don't really rate Ivan Ndika that much. But as long as he can be competent in his role, confident in his role, consistent, and obviously he's not the finished article. He might not be at Frankfurt if Arteta can mould him and whatnot. And if Arteta thinks, you know, to do with playing out from the back, playing on the left-hand side and defensively, if you could grab him, then we could do a lot worse. We've done a lot worse. Because respectfully, I'm just happy we're got long gone are the days of Socrates. I don't even think, well, Socrates was terrible, but he tried, didn't he? He just weren't the guy. Mustafi, absolute shambolic signing. Uh, David Luiz, better than, at least I was, you know what? Him and Welbeck, they're two, they're two signings that, God forbid, I know it's bad, man. I know it's evil. But you know when you pray a medical doesn't bang? I genuinely, more so Welbeck, I remember sitting in my room or watching Sky Sports because when Welbeck signed, I think it was England duty, begging for his medical to not bang. And Welbeck worked out to be a better signing than I gave him credit for initially. David Luiz as well, but ultimately wasn't caught up to task. And the wickedest thing about Mustafi, he was a World Cup winner during his time here. Um, he was on the scene for a while at Valencia. Gary Neville was waxing lyrical. Socrates been around the block. And obviously, David Luiz has been around the block as well. Them experienced players were not anything you could rely on, in it. So, as I said, I would like a couple of exceptions to the rule in our squad. If you could bring in like an experienced left-sided centre-back. Experience is subjective, but experience in terms of age, mid to late 20s, things like that, then fair play. But yeah, man, hopefully we bring a centre-half in if that's what Arteta wants. For me, it's a midfield, midfield or centre-mid, eight or a six, probably more need a six than an eight because it's scary with Partey. Elnene and Smith-Rowe should be back. But if you could get eight, as showed with Leeds, if we could get a six to play with part A to help us close out the game or add some fight in midfield, that would be great. One form of attack, I mean, defence is how you hold on to the ball. And if we had an eight that could dictate the tempo of the game, then fair play. I do think Fabio Vieira, Odegaard and Smith-Rowe should be groomed to play in that role long term. Zinchenko could do it as well. Um, not really a fan of Lukonga in that role, even though at this moment he can't play as a six. Can he smash the like button, people? Great way to get this on the road, man. I'm good, hey man. I hope you and everybody else is, man. Big up you lot. North London is mank, just like Liverpool. North London is, I don't know about none of that, man. But fair play. Shout out to Man United for beating Spurs again, you know. Conte's doing good things. Spurs are a good team. They'll still be up there fighting for top four. But again, it's like the whole world. I, I don't, a lot of the things that United were criticised for, Arsenal and actually Liverpool, Spurs were praised for. And when you spoke to any media outlet or any Spurs fan, the answer was always Conte's a proven winner, which is true. But just screaming someone's a proven winner doesn't mean anything really and truly. The football is defeated. The football is negative, you know. United best performance of the season, really. And again, if, if we had a record, so again, the season's not done, but if we had a record like Spurs early on in the top six battles, there'd be issues. Battered against United, dealt with against Arsenal, celebrating a draw at Stamford Bridge for all the celebration, please. You know, conceded a hell of a lot of shots on target and their goal, not offered anything going forward. You know, we gave them a goal, really and truly. United didn't give them a penalty, so they didn't score. Kane going missing and things like that. It's quite negative from Tottenham Hotspur. Now, they do know how to grind out wins. There is injuries, but yeah, quite overrated defensively. Anytime a manager plays three at the back, you can't be convinced with their defensive capabilities. And Romero, how he gets away with a lot of things, I don't know. Limited, Dyer, limited. Davies got savaged. Only Hugo Lloris could say 
e-mashed work yesterday for Spurs or had any pride in the performance. But, you know, credit to United, really. And this is why I say you can't draw any conclusions for top four because if United go and win the next 10 games, Liverpool go win the next 10 games, Arsenal flop around the next 10 games, what is being said, there's only been 10, 11 games on the board. So anyone apart from City should fancy their chances. Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool... We've showed consistency this season, but the last two seasons we've showed that we're not consistent and there'll probably be some, you know, we won't win every game and things like that. Other teams have had mixed success. So, again, if you're battling for fourth, it is a battle of the inconsistent, really and truly. I know the talk around trophies and things like that and I, and I hope it persists people, but we need to rein it, Premier League, but we need to rein it in a somewhat big people. And even Spurs' transfer window, if we had a transfer window like Spurs, you know, everyone be on to us. Mate, to be fair to Conte, maybe that's why Basuma don't start, really. I'm doing him a bit dirty, but he was anonymous. Bentacor is quite a good player, but he was anonymous. Perisic looks like he's physically declining, not really doing much. Shambolic, really, if I'm completely honest with you. When Spurs did counter-attack on occasion, they looked like they could do something, but... They were quite toothless. Literally after the 10-minute mark, even that's being kind. It was all it was all Man United, really. And if you're Man United or Ten Hag, perfect performance. The only thing you're vexed about is it took a second off to slap some goals in. And to be fair, Marcus Rashford needs a striking coach because he gets into good areas. You know, clearly the tactics worked with him flying forward and things like that. But he just needs to do a lot better. He's got his head down. He's not really testing Hugo Lloris, if I'm completely honest with you. But, yeah, great win for Man United. You know, dealt with Liverpool, dealt with Arsenal, beat Spurs. Psh, nine points in big games. Ten Hag knows what he's doing. And this is why, for me, I don't advocate drawing conclusions for the top four race. So it should be interesting. Don't get twisted. I still think Spurs will be fighting for that. Players will get fit. They will put forms together. But... There's only so many games you can play scrubby like Tottenham have been playing, get a little penalty or turn things around in the last 15 minutes. Of course, I'm going to be biased. I'm an Arsenal fan, but let's be real. I watched the game against Marseille. You know, I've watched numerous Spurs games where there's been a penalty or there's been a fantastic little 10, 15 minutes and things like that. Only game I saw of recent where Spurs looked like they would win from start to finish is Everton because Everton just rock up. I don't know what Lampard's on, but he when he goes into bigger games, he just rocks up and tries to act like it's the only two thousands and just think out the joint and that doesn't bang, does it? So yeah, it's not I've been saying Tottenham's football is not sustainable. I don't even think any of the people excluding City right now is the, the football is sustainable really. It needs to go up several gears, but you can fool some of the people some of the time. Can't fool them all the time. So, yeah, man, one shall have to see. Big up you lot across Twitch and YouTube. Smash the like button if you haven't, people. I'll be at the Emirates today, you know, so I can't do a watch along for the game against PSV. But as I keep saying, people, 10 p.m. UK time and tomorrow morning we'll be there, man. You can see what Spurs need, but we don't assist the ops. Do Spurs miss Kuliseski? Of course, but they could, have, you know, he's not a miracle worker. So if football's a team game, he could be there in Kalasic. Romero was meaty yesterday, looked too reckless, and I like him as well. I like Romero, but yeah, he's reckless. He gets away with a lot, really and truly. I think Dyer was probably the worst of the back three. And again, if boy, if Arteta, if Jurgen Klopp, if uh, previously Thomas Tuchel, now Graham Potter, if Pep, who Pep got criticised for his late subs against Liverpool, obviously Klopp, I don't care because Conte is allowed to do what he wants. But if we're that toothless at Old Trafford or anywhere, if we're playing that 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 toothless. And he brings on Davidson Sanchez and some other negative sign uh, substitutions. There's serious question marks. But again, I get it. The expectations of Arsenal, Manchester United and Chelsea with Spurs are completely different, really, because they've never did it, really. Dale, big up my guy, Dale, and hope you're watching, you know. 
I'm just trying to I'm just trying to gold him to the ring. We're not getting Endrick. The dream is free. The hustle is sold separately. We can't get Endrick until he turns 18. He's costing about 60 odd million quid. Where our Arsenal win that luxury where we could spend that much money on an 18 year old on a 16 year old wait till he turns 18. By all means, if we could do it, sell the Brazilian carrot with Edu and and Jesus and things. Why not? But them kind of man there, a guy in Madrid. I know there's. Everybody's the next Neymar and all these things coming out of Brazil and he's 16, but I genuinely think he's the truth. I, I can't say that the French town, but the Montague Montague tournament, Hendrick showed it. You know, he, he's strong and he's not the biggest and he's going to fill out physically. We need to give people time because obviously he's 16. If he's not where people project him to be at 18, you know how it gets. It's only in the last 18 months or so that the world is accepting Vinicius is the truth, myself included. I believed in him initially. He went Madrid. I was like, well, you might not be the truth. And now he's looking like even with Drago in terms of goal scoring this season. Again, this is my problem with football. People hype up 18, 16-year-olds. If they're not at it by 20, the same people that were screaming these players' names from the from the rooftops gets at them. Nah, Socrates wasn't good for us, man. He, he, I liked him, but it just it never made sense. We was trying to, you know, Emre was Emre was Emre kind of whooped so Arteta could run in the playing out from the back, really. But you can't do playing out from the back with Peter Cech and um and, and Socrates and that. It just didn't bang really. I like Socrates, but it was me deep. Really and truly, it was me, man. It was me, so yeah, man. It is what it is. I've got more time for these young players making some of these the Gabriels, the Salibas, all the others, Ben White, Tomiyasu, whoever, then experienced pros. You know, them guys there that were there at the time, they've all played for their country, they've all played in top leagues. In David Luiz's case, who was a much better signing than giving credit for, you know, and had more good games than bad, but was still an error prone. You 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 want to have certain confirmations or confidence, really. You know, Saliba, Gabriel, these kind of man, they're learning to be good defenders. They've got good potential, but they're not household names yet. And, you know, Saliba's got, as great as he is, he's shown he's got a little errors in his game. I'd say heading is the biggest one. Um, Could have scored some own goals. You know, Gabriel just needs to stop the bozo genes, keep that anger and that passion and keep focus. Sometimes he's, Gabriel's the sort of man, he'll be good for 87 minutes, 88th minute. There's a madness going on. And I like guys like Gabriel. He's aggressive, but he needs to pattern and, even Tommy Ashu shows his age. It's very easy to forget with Tommy Ashu, but he's younger than Benjamin White. But I've got more time for them lot making mistakes than than the experienced pros, isn't it? I can't believe certain fans cried over Basuma. The one guy we really missed out on is Gamares. I, I said it at the time. I did want Basuma, but I didn't understand the crying about it. I understand if you're crying about bringing in a centre midfielder because we're light, you know. Basuma didn't look confident, really. And, you know, Conte played him. And if I'm Conte, I'm saying maybe this is why to the Tottenham fans, this is why he don't play. But he can't be the most confident of boys at the moment. If that makes if that makes sense. But yeah, man, we have to see. Of course, Spurs missed them. Well, Pastor Fred, he was hated against Newcastle. He played good yesterday. You know what? He should have had two assists as well. Again, if Rashford had his shooting boots on, we got Bruno as well. They actually need a playmaker and more technicians, bear workhorses. I mean, Conte, he is a proven winner and all these things, but he sets out not to lose, not necessarily to win. And that sounds mad because when you think of Conte, you think of winning. But from what I see with Spurs, it's OK, we'll go, we'll kind of stink up the place. We'll be, we'll, you know, we'll be kind of spot on defensively and then we'll take it from there. Probably rely on the individual brilliance of Kulisevsky, who's injured. 
Ben Takofi chips in and mainly Son and Kane. Kane anonymous yesterday. Son, you know, scored a hat-trick or so against Brighton. God missing again. Kulisevsky's injured. I heard something like Richarlison ain't scored in 10 games. If Arsenal or United or someone else had a transfer window like Spurs, you wouldn't be allowed to forget about it, in my humble opinion. But, boy, it is what it is. And, of course, full bias with that. But even the Spurs fans listening, you know there's some truth into what I just said. Big up you lot. Smash the like button, people. Appreciative of you lot. Keep your talking points and all that good stuff flowing, people. Without you lot, the platform don't live, does it? There's over 100 of you locked in on YouTube. Unfortunately, we only have 35 likes. Can we get to 100, please? Twitch gang, you lot are like Bukayo Saka still. So you lot just keep doing what you're doing. DG, have you seen the video of Martinelli speaking about Alexis? Emotional. Now, nah, what's he saying? Are oh, you man patting the... Are oh, you man, oh, man, you patting the PSV ticket? I need to see Gakpo live. Pause. I wouldn't... Listen, let me... I got invited still. Box settings. And again, I want to make sure everything's confirmed, but there's a reason. There's a reason. What winger would you go for in January? I don't know, to be honest with you. Pedro Neto's injured. You know, Cody Gakpo's doing quite well, can play out wide. I mean, he still looks a bit bandulu, but word to see, low. I can't lie, he's, he's converting me into a believer. I don't know for his potential if he's 30, but if he is on the scouting list and the shortlist for Arsenal, he looks all right. He's in good form, but is it one of them in good form playing for a move, World Cup? You know, it, will there be complacency if he goes to lead Southampton, Real Madrid or Man United, as well as Arsenal, the teams he's been linked with? I still want a midfielder as well. I mean, if you're 30 years of age, you've still got numerous years in you, really. You know, Partey's about to turn 30. Xhaka is, is, is 30 now. DG never taking Rashford to a shooting rate. Do you know what it is with Rashford? United just need to, like, whether it's Lewis Saha, whether he asks, is Ian Wright, he just needs to stay for the whole season. After Ten Hag does his collective team training, you need to work with a striker. I know you had um, Benny McCarthy or something like that because he gets into good areas, you know. Tactically, it was good from, from Ten Hag. They were trying to hit the gaps early in Spurs. But um, Rashford gets into these positions, but he's, he's just going for power. He's just shooting straight at it. I'm no Thierry Henry, but I like the way Thierry Henry echoed what I said. There was one one chance now. He has to go for the far corner. He just booted it as hard as he could. And there was a couple of them take nothing away from Hugo Lloris because he was the one player that could save for Spurs. It meant something to me. He's shooting straight at the keeper. Like uh, Rashford's almost 25, really. He's permanently 18 here. Conte's a proven winner. When was his last major trophy? His football stinks. Back five stinks. Long may it continue. Vlog settings. I don't know about that. It's expected for Spurs. They're an honorary big six team. The media needed a round number. I hear that. Loboka would be good. Made a video on him in his Celta Vigo days, man. Nah, I've seen Rashford hit top bins with insane tech. His thing is more mental. Well, that's it. If you're not thinking, if I'm telling you you're not thinking, <laughs> that is mental. I expect a professional footballer, even when Rashford, you know, has a strong CV of goals across the season, it's all Banduli. As I said, he gets into the right areas, but it's now a thing where you need to start thinking or you're not going to make it. You've got no reason to be kind of crying for yourself mentally. You're starting ahead of Cristiano Ronaldo. Ten Hag doubled down on, on praising Rashford. So, yeah, it is what it is in that regards, man. What else have we got? Spurs need Madison. I can't lie, but hopefully they don't get him. I mean, Madison contracted until 2024, you know. They're going to have to do something. Spurs ain't that great, but you can't rule them out. You know, they'll put a run of form together. Conte does not win. I hope Conte F's off to Juventus by the end of the season. But, yeah, man, it is what it is. It's still an open race, man. We can't draw too many conclusions. I just know if Arsenal 
pardon me, and we've got a lot of top six games to come. We've still got to play United again. We've still got to go to, well, for, fortunately, we don't have to go to Trafford. We have to wait till next year to try and break that record. we still got to welcome them to our place. we still got to play Chelsea twice. still got to go Anfield. Scary, you know, Van Dijk, Undertaker record. Um, still got to play City twice. You know, Spurs still have a lot of top six games. Things can change. There's no need to draw conclusions. But I just know if Arsenal had... The initial record against these top six sides with 10, 11 games played, we'd be crucified in the media. I don't care. This is why I tell you, don't pre the media. I just know that for a fact. When we lost against United, which there's some truth in it, failed a big test, blah, 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 this, that and the other. You know, take it, it is true. Liverpool weren't at their best. We play Liverpool, we play Spurs. We focus on how poor those teams were. To a degree, Crystal Palace and Brentford as well. This is why I say forget the media, forget what they say. And that goes for all clubs, really, until... All fans learn to ignore the media when they're talking nonsense. We're not going to get anywhere. And that goes for life, really and truly. I think next season we need to see Roviella situation. Juventus, lad, decent. Any players you would loan out for a season or sell from our current team? Oh, I mean, Lokonga, if you could go and get some foot. Provided bodies are brought in, you know, you have to... Well, technically, Ainsley's at Southampton. You'd have to probably say goodbye to that. Um... You'd have to say goodbye to that. Nelson, you're going to have to revisit that situation. Um, Marquinhos, could you go and get some games in the top division? Uh, did I say Nelson already? Uh, Lokonga, depending on what's done in midfield, you probably stay until a body. But yeah, who do Spurs get if Conte leaves? Probably Poch again, isn't it? But I hope they try to do the Ryan Mason thing. They try to do the bootleg Arteta thing, former player. I hope they try it. Get Martin Yo and them kind of man. Hyundai Ramos and them kind of man, man. DG feeling like nines used to have a street used to stream the football. Now we watch it from the box seat. Nah, I wish, man. I wish. I wish. I can't talk too tough because there's bad mind stuff. Just make sure you're pre in the socials, man. Nelson contract ends this season. Boy, I hope there's an extension or we're gonna have to shop my man for Nelson. It's probably best you keep it moving, innit? I badly want you to make a role for yourself here, but not everyone can be part of this movie. Your storyline might be somewhere else. You might have to go somewhere else to show this potential you allegedly had. I still believe in him, but yeah, man. If you could upgrade on Matt Turner respectfully to Matt Turner because he's done nothing wrong, I just feel there's... I don't even think Ramsdale's the finished article, but I think there's quite a drop-off. So if you could upgrade on that, you know, like anywhere, you know, even Gabriel is this. If you could write... If, if there was an imaginary striker that does what Jesus does but better, but Arteta's on buying him, I'm on buying him. There's no point bringing in... Without bringing in squad players, sometimes you've got to do that. You always want to bring in better players, you know, academy footballers. You're not going to bring in people that are equal to your team. You're going to always look for better, isn't it? Really. So, yeah, man, I hope it's a big win today. But PSV are 30, I'm not going to lie. They're in good form. They're scoring a bunch of goals. You know, we're having a bit of an issue physically. We need to take four to six points. You know, this is what's going to decide the group. This is what's going to decide if there's extra fixtures inside already of congested fixture calendar list for Arsenal. This is what's going to decide if we have to meet the teams that drop down from the Champions League sooner rather than later. In my opinion, I reckon Arteta goes hard pause against... PSV times two, sandwiched in between that Southampton. Southampton's form's on the floor. They won the other day against Bournemouth yesterday. Their team is, their, their fans, sorry, are still screaming. You're getting sacked in the morning to Ralph Hassenhall. You've got to be wary when you put people's backs against the wall. They might come back, they might curl into a ball. They come back fighting. St. Mary, St. Mary's is a bit of a bogey team. I want to finish this month strong. You have to. You know, Chelsea next, next month. 
probably bare bulb games. I reckon Arteta goes heavy. Um, obviously, bit of rotation where need be and where he can. You know, Zinchenko and Martinelli may or may not be involved. But I reckon he goes as strong as he can against PSV because he, he, he clearly wants to top the group and get it done. And then he goes, he goes hard against PSV twice. Obviously, we play the strongest team we can against against uh, against Southampton. And then the Zurich game, if you get four to six points, I think that's where you might see some of these young players get some minutes, a bit more rotation and all of these sort of things, people. The ideal world would be, obviously, we win these two against PSV or take four points. Uh, we beat Southampton. Um, I would say Saliba, Saliba and, and Jesus take yellow cards against Southampton so you don't play against Forest respectfully. You know, it's the Premier League. You can't write off anyone. But if we cannot beat Nottingham Forest without Jesus and Saliba, then there's serious question marks. And then they've had a short rest, suspension served. They go again for Chelsea. Just because I mentioned, um, what I mentioned, um, games next month in November. As you know, the fixture calendar list after the World Cup is booked. You know, right now we've been going through bare games. Um, what have we got in November? As you know, what we've got four games left of this month. Well, yeah, four games. PSV today. Southampton away on Sunday, then PSV again next Thursday. Then we close the month with Nottingham Forest. Uh, nothing less than six points in the Prem. I'm not going to lie to you. Then November kicks off against Zurich and then it starts getting difficult from there, really and truly, people. Again, I can share my screen with you lot. Obviously, Chelsea kick off November in the Prem away at Stamford Bridge. We've did all right there last couple of games, but we don't know what that's going to say. Probably rest players against Brighton in the League Cup. Wolves away is not going to be easy. Then you've got West Ham on Boxing Day, then Brighton. And then that's it. And then January is not kinder to us. You know, two of the big six in the first three games. You've got Newcastle and big up Newcastle. At this moment in time, assuming they continue with what they're doing is peak. You know, Eddie Howe's doing a madness. I pray to God, they, they, I think they got Spurs next. Eddie Howe's scheming on Europa League Plus, really and truly. That's not going to be easy. Tottenham are at Shite Hart Lane. When last did we win there? Arsenal versus United. It's Bandulu at the Emirates. And with Ten Hag, they should be feeling they could do the double over us. Everton away, we should be winning at Goodison Park. But that's been filled with brazy memories. Um, well, that's in, that's, in, that's in February. So you need to do what you can, innit? Simple as that. Really, someone asked when does the World Cup start? The 20th of November until the 20th of December, I believe, people. And we'll be doing hello watch alongs for that one there, really. So, yeah, man, we need to finish the month strong. Next month, year is peak. Let's call it that. So, yeah, man, is it is what it is in that regards, man. Big up you lot. Need for Sambi to do his talking on the pitch today if he starts, although it was decent against Bodo. Southampton winning last night is good news for us. They won't be as hungry for a win like Leeds was. I agree and disagree. I agree because you're right, in my opinion. I disagree because the manager's life's on the line. You know, again, if these players respect House and Hall, they want to get, they want to keep their guy in the job. They want to be the ones to spoil Arsenal. They beat us at, at, at St. Mary's last year. Again, you got to remember, sports people are, are, pr are prideful. Their season's atrocious. They don't want to lose games. So, Form goes, as you always say, form goes out the window, etc. I want to rock up there, put in a strong away performance, brush them before, you know, brush them aside. You know, I want it to be like how it was Brentford away, but St. Mary's are not going to want to do that, really. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, if you want to have a future at this football club, I hope you've texted or called Arteta and you've been, you know, leaking what, what Hassan Hutt was doing in training, in it. Apparently, we might get City in Jan. I think uh, Amazon Prime confirmed we'll get that. So, yeah, man, we got to play them twice anyways. Big up, George. I hope everyone's doing well and safe, as he said. What do we know about Hendrik? 16 years of age, you know, part of a new 
crop of Brazilian talents coming through. Everyone in Europe's up for him. My my guess is he goes to Barca or Real Madrid, like you've seen with Neymar, Vinicius, Rodrigo. But people put the money down. Who knows? Gabriel Jesus has been waxing lyrical about him as well. For the fact that they're saying 50, 60 odd million quid for a 16 year old who can't move over here until he's 18, unless we can book it and would still need to learn and things. That's probably, as much as I would like him, that's a luxury that Arsenal probably can't do, in it? I would love for it to be the case, but it's a myth, really. Jesus been talking about him. Gilberto Silva's been speaking about him. Allegedly, scouts have been looking at him as well, but the dream is free. The hustle is sold separately. I do think he will be the, one of these Brazilian youths that actually is the truth, but I don't know anything, really. So... Is what is shout to you, lot. January's a big month, man. Big month because we don't know the impact the World Cup's going to have on players that have gone to the World Cup and the players that aren't there. We know we're going what the World Cup's in Qatar will be in Dubai or something like that. Apparently, we're going to be playing AC Milan and some other sides, but yeah, man. And obviously, momentum momentum's going to stop. You know, one reason I've liked this what's the right word kind of weird fixture calendar list with a winter World Cup is we've been able to just keep the momentum going from pre-season. Yeah, there was an international break, but we just kept going in it. So that's gonna be the that's gonna be, you know, what I need to see from us people. Really and truly. So we'll have to see. One shall have to see folks. So yeah, it is where it is in that regard. Uh with that being said, let's make a timestamp. That's that. Uh let's start looking at the at the whatever's going on in the in the in the latest world of football people uh where where, where arsenal's concerned latest please start with this athletic article people where is it please don't just be jo oh well, before we start that has to be refreshed because i don't know what's going on with the page there the hell is that the hell is this this is awful how do you zoom out on on safari this is awful does anyone know how you zoom out on Safari, people? This is awful. I can't read this with you, look. Is it this? Oh, this is... This is... I, I, we're going to have to try, people, but this looks... Let me refresh it. This looks absolutely awful in terms of the layout. Maybe it's a me thing, but... Yeah, man, let's see what these lot are saying. This is awful. The improvement of Arsenal, just how good are they? Arsenal place, Arsenal's place at the top of the Premier League after a quarter of the season is not a fluke. It's only a quarter of the season, really. So what has been behind their impressive form? It hasn't been a, a fluke, really and truly. Shot creation, we didn't score enough or shoot enough last season or since Arteta's come in off the back of an Una Emre. That was an Una Emre problem and we look like we've done all right. Since this time last year, Arsenal have shown a dramatic improvement when it comes to creating shooting opportunities. And I still think we could go up several years. They have regularly ended games with at least 40% of possession, having ended in a shot compared with a rate closer to that was more frequent between 30 to 35% at the start of last season. 10-game rolling average. As I said, it's 10 games. You know, it's a small sample size, but we're in a good, we're in a good direction there. You don't shoot, you don't score. So, yeah, Arteta's improved that again. Really and truly, there was times where we ranked 13th there. Really. Per stat bomb data via FB ref, four of Arsenal's five attacking players are in the Premier League top 10 for creating shooting actions. Saka, Martinelli, Jesus. Uh, well, Saka and Martinelli are joint third. Jesus is joint eighth. Again, as I always say, my agenda towards getting more service for Jesus is there in the evidence. Xhaka is joint 10th. Odegaard is, is not far behind either. Fair. 
bulk of it has been in central areas and that's natural. We want, we're playing inverted fullbacks, we're playing inside strikers. We've got creative players and things like that. So yeah, man, makes sense. Saka and Martinelli can drive forward with the ball out wide. The pair are ranked joint first with Salah for carries into the penalty area this season with 20. Odegaard may pop up between the lines, either centrally or in the right half space to thread a ball in behind for them. We know that. More chances are coming through the middle third of the pitch. It was a trend from last season, but Jesus and Xhaka have been game changers. Allegedly smashed the like button, big up the Twitch ones. Compared to last season, a bigger share of Arsenal's chances come in the left half spaces inside the box probably with Martinelli's emergence and the variations we've done with the left backs and we was very we spent at one point we was left hand centric then we was right hand centric we're looking to be a bit more evened out now so yeah people where Arsenal's centre forward role has changed this is Lacazette and this is Jesus as you can see he's he's you know he's pulling out to the left to link up a lot more this is Lacazette Jesus has received more progressive passes than any player in the Premier League this season. Martinelli is second. The former City man mostly receives the ball in the left half space, which is where he either dribbles through traffic to get a shot or rotates with Xhaka and Martinelli to cause havoc. He tends to create his own luck on the right by challenging defenders on the ball before finding a teammate, which is why Jesus receives fewer passes on that side. You know, I thought Odegaard, Saka and, and Jesus linked up quite well, but clearly not statistically. We start, We have started games fast. Arsenal's strong presence in the opposition half has also been crucial to another key aspect of their play this term, starting game strongly. We've not conceded any goals in the opening 30 minutes and have scored the first in 10 of our 13 games across all comps. You know, I think that, well, United, Villa, Fulham, exceptions to that rule. And we score quite high for that. Any time we've done that, we've won. Our loss is at 7% and, you know, drawing hasn't really been there. But, yeah, fair enough to Newcastle and City. And Newcastle are probably the best-informed side at the moment, excluding, pardon me, the usual suspects. City are doing their thing. You'd expect to see that Tottenham, I thought they'd be a lot lower. But fair enough to them. They start faster than Chelsea. couple of percentages, but madness. Or is this? Or is it just, I don't even know. But, yeah, there you have it. And our mentality has improved. Okay. How Arsenal's performances break down by periods this season. And our strongest period is, you know, the last 15 minutes, in my opinion, to after. As you can see there. What has been said here? Arsenal ranked 19th in pressures per 90. We spend most of the time on the ball, as do City. City are 20th. So it makes sense. Arsenal are third for tackles in the attacking third. Odegaard, Jesus, Saka, we press. You know, our first defenders are, 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 are our strikers. Our first attackers are our defend, are, are Ramsdale and Cole. So, yeah, man. Despite ranking 18th for, for total tackles, so we're not really the tough tackling side and we're ninth for tackles one. They dropped to sixth when looking at how many times they've won possession in the final third. So there's a lot of improvements. You know, Chelsea do better. Brentford, City, Newcastle, Leeds do better. You know, so there's not just us, but as you can see, Arsenal, Liverpool, United and Spurs are somewhat below as well. So all of these teams could do better, really. Arsenal, how high, how Arsenal's high regains trend over time. So, yeah, you know, since Arteta's taken over, you've seen quite the improvement. And obviously a bulk of that has been better players, to be fair to Emery as well. Uh, so, yeah, man, we know our fullbacks press high or go narrow and things. Combine that with more aggression, Gabriel and Ramsdale start in high position and the defence create a platform for Arsenal to impose without the ball. And again, our line is getting higher and higher, as you look can see here, people. 
It's, it's gone slightly higher. It's at 38.2 metres, which is a couple of metres higher now than the average line last season, which was 36.8. 2021 saw it at 37.2. Um, so it's somewhat dropped there. And in 1920, it was the lowest it's been in it at 34.5. Arsenal have named the most unchanged lineup since August 2021. Well, you play the same players, you let them understand each other's game. That's good, really. And that's been a key part, really. I mean, quantify that with West Ham City or City in it, so they're going to change things. Liverpool have been dealt a cruel card because they've had injuries and all those things, so they've kind of had no choice but to make these necessary changes. Smash the like button, people. We're still only at seventy-eight likes, people. Keep running it up. Appreciative to you lot. So yeah, man, that that tells you everything there. What else have we got? We're not as explosive. When averaging the expected goals from chances they create to chances they concede, Arsenal ranked second in the league behind only City. Their underlying numbers suggest they should be winning each of their games this season by one goal. I mean, if we could win everything 1-0 to the Arsenal, we'll be in top four. So he cares. Expected goals difference per 90 were second only to City. So, yeah, we've got 27 points from available 30 so far this campaign, but long may it continue. DG, numbers don't lie, but numbers are manipulative. Numbers are subjective. Numbers don't lie, but it's what you do with data. But it shows there's improvement there, uh, which you're correct on. Uh, where are we at now? I think we were creating chances we just had. I think we were creating chances we just had Lacazette and Aubameyang who were wasting a lot. To be fair, Lacazette never got in them. I still don't think we create enough clear-cut chances. I'll be real. People, don't forget people. Switching over to Google Chrome now. Uh, I'm live at 10pm to react to Arsenal versus PSV. I'll be at the game. Uh, Sunday, we're obviously watching Arsenal Southampton. Make sure you're there for that one. Uh, with that being said, where do we start? Where do we start? Let's start with the, with what Arteta has said in his press conference. Arteta provides update on Zinchenko and Martinelli, people. What has he said? Uh, he said, no, they are not ruled out, but we'll see tomorrow what we decide on Zinchenko. He said, no, I don't think so. Obviously, he's had a current injury in his calf and that's why he's been out for this period when asked if, he, if he'd be back for the world cup he said yes in terms of his full press conference the gaffer said uh we just spoke about martinelli on how important it is to win the group really important in europe when you have the chance to take advantage you have to do it it's always very unpredictable what can happen in the next game you have to go away and we know the level of the other teams as well what i can say watching them psv and what they are doing domestically internationally internationally it will be a tough match and again they're scoring a lot of goals in europe and outside of it they've got cody gakpo javi simmons sangare you know a couple of others they've got rude van nistelrooy who wants to put one over an arsenal i'm sure they're a good side and they deserve all the plaudits they're getting he spoke about city game being postponed what could he say on whether Rude Van Nistelrooy will get a hot reception, I don't know. Obviously, it's a long way back. I wasn't involved at the club at the time. You can tell the history of these two clubs and the rivalry that was generated at the time because they are two exceptional teams, but I don't know. On whether managers have a responsibility to set an example with their behaviour. We do have a responsibility, not only with referees as well, but within the game. We want to get this game played and respected. Obviously, to talk about any managers, I have enough just looking at my own behaviour and trying to do the right things for our club. But yes, it's very intense. You get heated. There are moments like in the last few games, you've seen many, many incidences when VAR has to step in and there's a lot of controversy and a lot of moments where the result is in the air. It depends on the decision and it's not easy to manage. But of course, we have a huge responsibility on whether he thinks he has ever let himself down. Well, I have to watch myself on camera after a game. Then 
there are probably things I would do different differently. But when you are there in the heat and the way you talk even to your own players, a lot of the time you would do it differently. It's something that we have to learn. I think we're all conscious of it, but the heat of the game takes you to behave in certain ways. On whether he liked the rivalry that Arsenal had with Ruud van Nistelrooy's United side, where we want to be is at the top, being the best team in the country. In order to do that, you're going to face teams that want to beat you and is going to build that rivalry to a different level. We have already experienced things like this. On managers on the touchline, that's more of a question for the players. I don't know how aware they are with what we do. I've always said a team is a reflection of the manager in many ways. That's why we have a responsibility in the way we do things. On Jurgen Klopp clash last season, I don't have a clue if it affected the result. If we had, if we would have scored when we have when we have a one on one situation with Lacazette, I think it wouldn't affect it. But because we conceded a set piece, then what happened in the second half, it did. So I don't know. I mean, he's talking facts. Lacazette caught astray. On if he's spoken to Gabriel about the incident versus Liverpool, yes, it's okay. We've already spoken about Zinchenko. On Gakpo, yes, he has qualities, but I'm not here to talk about other players from other teams. On Gabriel's competitive nature on the pitch. If you know how to manage that situation or where the limits are within the rules, that's something very personal because of the character of the player. You always have to be aware that the line is very thin. Amen, Gaffer. On if Gabriel crossed the line against Leeds now. You know, Bamford tried to give it the tough man act and act like a, you know, a damn daffodil. It's not our fault, but Gabriel control it because... If I'm a striker, I'm trying to rattle you in that regard. Well, we were very close because the officials already made a decision that had to be turned down by VAR. On if he's able to relax after the game against Leeds, I did a lot. On it being a hectic game against Leeds, yes, watching it back, there were some periods, well, the whole of the second half, not especially in the second half, where we put ourselves in trouble. Then all the decisions had to be overturned by VAR. It was very tense. We got what we wanted and tomorrow will be a different game. He spoke about the mood of the dressing room people. Uh, yeah, winning obviously helps a lot, but I have no complaints. I think this is an exceptional group that is in a really good moment. We're enjoying the moment. We want to get better in a lot of things that we are doing, but I think that we're on the right path. On Ramsdale's antics, I haven't noticed it. Sorry, you're a liar because we all loved it. You know, if you give it, you've got to be able to take it. Big up, bro. You making an appearance on AFTV later? Nah, it's raining. I ain't standing up in the cold and the rain going to my yard, man. If I'm on this TV, you know. I'm sure, you know, my views won't be missed. Big up you lot who tune in on my channel, though. He needs to be the best at what he possibly can for us. Then it's Gareth and his coaching staff that have to make a decision. That was in relation to Ramsdale. On whether he'd rather be playing PSV or City this week. I would say City because there's one less game against City and one less top six clash. But he said, I don't have a choice. We have to play PSV, so we'll play PSV tomorrow. On if now would have been a good time to play City, I don't know. We knew from a few weeks back now that this is the schedule and we need to play this Europa League game as well. On what he thinks of PSV, I think it's a really good team. I think what Rude has done with his team, the way they play, you just see the amount of goals they're scoring in their domestic league. So we got to play our best defenders for me. Dangerous team. On rotation, he said we'll make that decision tomorrow. So he's played Koi. In terms of a preview, a full victory from our opening four games will guarantee us a top two finish and put us one step closer to avoiding February's playoff round by winning the group. PSV, however, will also have their eye on the prize, having remained unbeaten in their opening three Europa League games. Only Feyenoord have scored more goals than their 11 so far, despite our opponents playing a game less than their Eredivisie rivals. Smash the like button. Big up PSV, they're a massive club. They are one of Holland's biggest clubs. They've won 24 league titles as well as, you know, honours in Europe as well, people. And this is their 49th straight campaign in Europe. Last season saw them finish a, a second place behind Ajax, as well as reach the quarterfinals of the Europa Conference League, where they lost to Leicester. But they won the Dutch club, Dutch Cup, sorry, after beating Ajax 2-1. 
this season. You know, they got rid of Skin of Smith. Uh, Rude Van Nistelrooy has taken over people. He's guided his side to second in the Eredivisie with eight wins from their opening 10, one point behind Ajax. Both teams are scoring goals in, in Europe and away. Both teams are unbeaten in Europe currently. Both teams are doing quite well domestically. Both teams have players that are doing well in that, people. Nah. Uh, Tommy, big up them, man. But nah, I'm not, nah, I'm not standing up in no line. My views are not respected necessarily, respectfully. Obviously, they beat they beat the Amsterdam club 5-3 to claim the Johan Cruyff Shield in pre-season. Gus Till is another decent player, hit a hat-trick. But after beating Monaco in the Champions League qualifiers, they were eliminated by Rangers. So we need to be moving to them, really. Not that we can look at Rangers, but come on, they're maybe. That saw them drop into the Europa League, people. You know, they drew 1-1 at home with Glint. They thumped Zurich 5-1 in, in Switzerland before winning 5-0 last week, people. They won 6-1 in their domestic campaign against Utrecht. They've netted 17 goal goals in their last four games. Cody Gakpo, the man of the moment. And we, as we spoke about, check out the preview, but as we spoke about in the preview yesterday, they do use a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3. Cody Gakpo, the man of the moment. We can watch him, Javi Simmons, Gus Till, Sangare, and the rest of them up close. Cody Gakpo has 13 goals in 18 appearances, people. And he's done well in terms of assists. Sangare, a man that I wanted from his Toulouse days, he's an aggressive ball-winning um, player, people. So it's not going to be easy. And as it stands, we've got nine points. They've got seven. We play them back-to-back, -back, you know. You never know, really and truly. And again, if worse comes to worse for Arsenal, it probably is unlikely, but Glint could sneak something. If Glint takes six points and things go other way, they could take PSV or Arsenal's place, depending on what happens. Uh, so, yeah, man, we've already seen this. Ruud van Nistelrooy said, this is a big challenge for us, as Arsenal are in great momentum after beating Liverpool recently. Arsenal's style of play under Arteta is also something amazing. It's completely different from Arsenal before. We also have quality players to try to block their progress, and we're ready. The opponent is completely separate from those matches between us and his United side from 20 years ago. We'd like to show that we are worth what we are worth against perhaps the best team in Europe. I'm not too sure about that. They've got injuries to Vettesen um, and actually Sir Salbari. So, yeah, people, it is what it is. Uh, former Tottenham youngster Mon Noni Maduke is doing quite well for them. Not really of moments, just has travelled. They've got, you know, former Chelsea man, ex-Van Ginkle. So you've got an ex, you've got a, you know, ex-Chelsea, ex-Spurs, ex-United, all whether they're coaching staff or players. This is an extra reason to want to win. We have won each of our first group stage games in all five of our appearances in the Europa League people. However, only in 2020-21 have we won four in a row when we went on to win all six. PSV have won just one of their last 11 away matches against English sides, losing six and drawing four. They beat Spurs in 07-08 in the away for cup. PSV beat Zurich 5-1 in their last Europa League away game. They haven't won consecutively on the board, um, on the road, sorry, in it, and, and actually on the board in the competition since 2013. So, yeah, man. Rid van Nistelrooy scored two goals in 12 games against us for Man United. His lowest goals to game ratio against a side he faced more than five times. I missed the penalty yet. But anyways, yeah, man, hopefully we scan these lot people. So, yeah, people, let's see what's going on, man. So, yeah, man, that's that. In that regards, we'll get into transfers in a second. Did I say that Rude Van Nistelrooy reflects on rivalry with Arsenal? Let's see what he said. It was 20 years ago, and I think in general, if I look back at my time in England, coming back to England and to London, to Arsenal, memories come back of my time here. Big up, Martin Keown. Many memories. And obviously, when you arrive at Arsenal, there are things, there are, of course, the games that we faced with United at Highbury and at Old Trafford are crossing the mind. Fair enough, really. Oh, I thought there would be a lot more for him to say. Anywho, 
uh, Rude Van Nistelrooy jokes that he expects a warm welcome at the Emirates. Nice to see he's got a sense of humour, people. Really. Fair enough. Big up Martin Keon. I expect a warm welcome. I kept them invincible because of my miss. Nice to see he's joking around with stuff, man. And obviously it is what it is. So, yeah, he said, it's 20 years ago. It doesn't define me, but coming back to England and to Arsenal, memories come back of my time there and those two infamous games are part of it. Years later, it's great to look back and have a laugh. I think so too. I always think my time in England was five years, not two games. <clears throat> I was able to win fantastic titles with United. Those two games were part of a very famous period working under Ferguson and playing with so many fantastic players. I don't think it, he was a quality striker, man. Even when he lost his knee, basically, and went Real Madrid. I don't think I'll get a good reception, reception, but that is good. It's part of the banter in football stadiums. Amen, really. And he's called Gatpo Exceptional. It's not only Premier League clubs after him. His quality and form over the last three or four months has been exceptional. His stats and goals draw the attention of the big clubs in European football. And Gatpo spoke about yesterday how he spoke with Man United, how in the last week Leeds in Southampton, we've heard Arsenal monitoring him. We've heard Real Madrid are looking at him. He's 23 and is focusing on his career with us at club level and having a great World Cup. He wants to continue that. When the, when the time comes, he will make a decision. So that tells you when the offers come, keep it moving. So, yeah, it is what it is in that regards, people. What's all of this? Uh, scrolling back, we can click, click that. Let's retweet this again in case anyone missed it. Uh, we can clip that. Looking at Ivan Ndika stuff. Arsenal target Ivan Ndika transfer in January as Mikel Arteta seats Gabriel competition. Uh, pausing that. We don't need any copyright issues. Don't forget to hit the like button. This game should be a good look. Only if we win, don't shout out stylish. Not really related to current talks going on at the moment, but any tips for the first day back in the gym, DJ? It's been a while. Not really, man. Work yourself, in it? Really, you know. Train the mind. Don't think of excuses, you know. Try and pump that extra set and all them things there. But we've been linked with Ivan and Dika. Still targeted Lissandro Martinez last summer before he joined Man United. Arteta is still seeking to strengthen his defence. The 23-year-old is out of contract at the end of the season. Frankfurt want to avoid want him to sign a new deal, but they could be tempted to sell in January. 23 left-hand side, you know, ties in with what we're doing at this current moment in the team. Cut price, why not really? You know, it makes sense. Why not? Arsenal want to sign a left-sided centre-back as Gabriel is currently their only out-and-out option in that position. Pablo Marie is on loan at Monza and it's, it's expected to leave permanently next summer. We're all Monza fans in Serie A. Provided they stay up, they have an obligation to buy him. But knowing how them Italian clubs have been dealing with us, you know, with Vlahovic, with Locatelli, with the money around Xhaka going to Roma and Torreira with Fiorentina, they might somehow find a way of getting out of that, innit, people? But yeah, man, apparently Arsenal not only targeted Martinez, but Calvin Bassey in the summer as well before opting to sign Zinchenko for 32 million. So yeah, people, Ndika has appeared for France in every age group at youth level, but is yet to make his debut for the senior team. So there's that. Um, once again, people, I'll be reacting at 10pm to the PSV Arsenal game. We're going to race home after the game and make sure I'm online with you lot. Again, I don't believe we're going to get Endrick. I think he goes Madrid or Barcelona. I don't think Arsenal have the luxury of signing a 16-year-old too, unless he's got family here or a passport to get around it. We could spend the 50, 60 million on this 16-year-old. He can't play for us until 18. He, I think he's a quality player with a fantastic future. Let's let him develop. Apparently, Arsenal scouts watch Hendrik. I mean, if we can utilise our Brazilian technical director and the influx of Brazilians, why not? But I don't really buy it. Are we that 
rich as a club that we can spend 50-odd million quid on a 16-year-old, which we're going to have to wait two years to see. We did spend 30 million on Saliba and shipped him out, so maybe, but I can't see it, people. I would love it to happen. Gilberto Silva's been waxing lyrical about him, as has Gabriel Jesus and just about anybody, um, even even the real Ronaldo as well. Not the Ronaldo who makes, somehow makes a terrific performance for Man United about himself by storming down the tunnel. Big up Cristiano. But, yeah. So, yeah, it is what it is. Edu told important role he could play in Ghana's landing the next name or calling him the next name or is not going to help the individual. Edu has been told he could make a difference in landing the Palmeiras uh, starlet Endrick people. So let's see what's going on, people, with that. Probably won't go to the World Cup, but yeah, he became the youngest player in Palmeiras' history. And if we've been looking at Danilo, the midfielder, we have to have seen this guy at youth level or something, really. Man United, Real Madrid and Barca have also been linked. Gilberto Silva has highlighted a key role Edu could play. We know the importance in football of being well-connected to people, clubs, sporting directors, presidents of clubs. This is how things happen, but there is big competition to get the best players from the best league. For Palmeiras, they are going to receive a lot of calls from many clubs, the best clubs in the world, to try and bring him to them. It's a tough time for the player, honestly. Sometimes there are loads of messages, loads of opportunities, and it can be very difficult to make decisions. It's important for people around him to give the right advice together with the people, with the family, to let him make the right decision. Let's see if at some point Arsenal did manage to bring the player, they'd be getting a very good player. Amen. Richarlison's been bigging him up. I think Endrick, he's playing in Palmeiras. He's very strong, same as Adriano, good player. I watch him play in the national team. I think in two years he'll be playing in Europe. Amen. He will be. Apparently, he's got a release clause of 50 million. I mean, if Stan Kroenke is feeling to give Arsenal fans an early Christmas present, why not? But yeah, we have scouts allegedly pre in the thing. Gabriel Jesus defined him as phenomenal people. I've been following Endrick a lot. Obviously, he's a former Palmeiras boy himself. During the time I was training at the academy, when I was coming back from injury, Zero Burrow introduced us. When I saw him on the field, wow, he's a phenomenon. So you've got Jesus, Richarlison, Gilberto Silva, the real Ronaldo, all gassing him. He's 16 now, right? With 15 years of old, 15 years was in the flood plan. He is he is in the professional. I don't know what that means. I'm really rooting for him. I think Palmeiras is doing really well to put him in training and take him to games. So, yeah, he's a very special talent, man. Even Gary Lineker has been gassing him. So, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Apparently... His advisor is, you know, has the same agency as Martinelli. So if it can make it happen, make it happen. We've got two examples in Vinicius Jr. and Martinelli. We talk about, we talk a lot about them, showing him what their daily routine is like, how they handled adversities and also took care of their bodies. It was very complicated for both of them to get where they are now. Yeah, you know, Vinicius, it didn't work out for him initially at Real Madrid. Martinelli was holding bench, really. We talk a lot about them showing him what their daily routine is like, how they handle adversities and also took care of their bodies. It's very complicated for both of them to get to where they are now. Vinicius went through difficult moments at Real Madrid where after doing a lot of stuff, it seemed like he made it. He found himself out of the matchday squads. Martinelli too, he may be back starting games again, but he spent almost a year at Arsenal without regular football and had an injury. So we explained to him that it doesn't matter if you're a top-class player, you have to work twice as, as, as hard. Your talent will get you in the door at Real Madrid, you know, in a nice way. If you're one of the best talented young players or one of the best players, you know, in their prime, you're not special if you go to Real Madrid. You're there because, you know, if everybody, as I always give the example, if I start off in a small little town and I'm the smartest kid, I'm eight years of age, I'm studying uni work and someone looks and finds out about me and says, let's send you to a special 
school in another part of the country. And they do that with all the other smart kids from that are smarter or as smart in other towns. And they put us all in the classroom. Are you smart or are you average if everybody's like that? So what's going to make you stand out? I'll leave you lot to draw your own conclusions. Talent's going to get you in the door. Your tenacity, your consistency, your want to get better, the, your ability to handle adversity in life, let alone football, is what is going to see you get places. And I think he will be a star. Arsenal and Tottenham were told last week that it's going to cost 62 million. So he's got a 50 million release clause. It's going to cost 60 million, 62 million here. We'll have to see, people. Whoever's willing is matching his asking price. Real Madrid are keen on him and they've got the Brazilian dons. I think he ends up there anyways, people. So, yeah, it is what it is. Everybody's been waxing lyrical about him. So, yeah, there it is, people. Very good player Arsenal sold. Has 65k a week offer from Prem Rival. I mean, I would take Benassia back tomorrow if I could, people. Um, apparently, AC Milan want to time to a new contract. So, that could be the bulk of the rumours. But he should never have left. I always say him... Eunice Musa, um, and what who's the other one, man? There's definitely another one I've forgotten. Ganabri, Demfri. I know people waffle about all these young players. Demfri should have been in our first team, people. His contract's expiring in 2024, so I'm, I'm sure AC Milan are trying to tie down him and Rafa Leal. Um, but yeah, I would love to bring him here, really, if you could, really. Could definitely offer him better than 65k a week, people. So yeah, I'm re well, I'm regassing him and things. It doesn't say anything else there, really and truly, but yeah, quality player, man. Remember when him and Jeffrey Adler used to smack in free kicks for us uh, at youth level? What's this? Again, I can't speak Italian, so you're going to help me Google Chrome. Again, based on his contract and his age and it being a cut price, Arsenal not the only club allegedly in for this individual people. You've got Milan, Juventus and Roma all looking at Ivan Endico, who might be sold in January, really and truly, people. Um, know your limits. Gakpo is like Rashford, but with more tech. Brazy, man. Make Arsenal Brazilian and French again. Definitely need competition for Gabriel. Singare, Gakpo and Simmons are the players to watch out for. That probably means it's a different player to make the difference. If you're on Twitch, make sure you're following with Amazon Prime. One love in advance for that one there, people. Um, so, yeah, it is what it is. 97 likes. You lot are boying me on YouTube, man. Unexpected higher bills if you hit the like button. So, yeah, this is saying 10 to 12 million euros. But it could be done for eight to nine. I mean, it's not going to break the bank. Why not? And you should be able to sell this 23-year-old for more if it does not bang. Arsenal tipped a complete 60 million transfer after key contract decision. Oh, not Douglas Louise stuff again. You could still get him, but it's going to cost a lot more than the 25 million we was trying to bid, really. Let's be honest, Douglas Louise wanted to leave Aston Villa because of our Arsenal bid and the club didn't accept it, says Gabby Obonglehor. Douglas Louise was in a great position and his contract was up in the summer. Sometimes as a club, you have no choice. Even if you don't want to give the player a new contract, you're in a position where you have to give him a new contract or he leaves on the free. Douglas Louise would have been paid very, very good wages to commit to signing it and a sell-on clause. He's done okay. But I don't think, to be honest, he signed the contract because he's totally committed to Villa. Of course not. I think he signed the contract because he got the wages he wanted and it worked and he worked it well for himself. If Villa had accepted the bid from Arsenal, he would have left without looking back. It suits him and it suits Villa. They got him tied down so they can't lose him on a cheap. It might come to the summer and when they decide to sell him, Arsenal will have to pay more. Sometimes contracts can hide what's really going on. In the summer, Louise might go, but instead of 20, it could be 50, 60. The position he's in, He's laughing because he's got. He does, but you know, and I like Douglas Louise, but man, I'm going to pay 50 million for Douglas Louise. I hear it. I don't think Roma, Arsenal, or anyone else linked with him will. So, yeah, in the completely other news, Murphy promoted to Arsenal lead uh, performance physio after Forrest U turn. So, we've held on to a physio. Big up Simon Murphy, really, staying at Arsenal. 
He had worked for Leicester for seven years before joining us in the summer of 2021. And in the summer of 2022, he tried cut already. Shout out to you. Apparently, Nudo Tavares has been talking. He's let loose on his arrival to Marseille. Specifically, I feel great in my new team. Adjustment problems, not particularly if the if not the language, even the coach speaks English and Italian. It's easy for me, easy off for me, better yet. I feel great in my new team. I gained confidence from my first days thanks to the welcome from my teammates and the support of the supporters. This was fundamental for me. Felt well in. Whether on or off the pitch, I discovered an incredible and spectacular city playing in a stadium like the Velodrome. You know, France supporters are crazy. Mar Marseille fans are crazy. Oh. And that's why I think Guendouzi loves it. Um, it's a great, it's a good start to the season. We managed to win some matches. We had some tough matches away from home, but we're able to count on the support of our fantastic supporters to surpass ourselves and achieve great success, people. Um, apparently, you know... Local press starting to get onto him. Arsenal man fumbling his football over past few weeks. No longer intrepid player who scared opponents. Nuno Tavares, they're onto him really and truly. What has been said here, he scored three goals in his first four league games. That's great, but man need to know he can defend people. Um, and those at Arsenal watching him will have taken notice as Ars as Marseille first lost to Ajakayo at home before returning from Paris' losers on Sunday night. He played 71 minutes. They say they are the Arsenal man no longer is the intrepid fullback that sent shivers in the back of opposing defences. And for some time now, the Portuguese has been fumbling his football and the ball, using his mistake in the fourth minute that allowed Messi a chance as an example. Brazy. So, yeah, man, until he can come back defending better and actually better in the final third, it's brazy. And I think this just echoes the same sentiment there, people. Juventus plan to offer midfielder, in brackets, not Locatelli, in swap deal for out-of-favour Arsenal youngster. This is, well, Juventus are willing to offer Western McKennie in exchange for Lukonga. Ah, McKennie, you, you probably know what you're getting more from McKennie. And I do think he's a decent player. But ah, can we just leave that alone? Give us something better than that, man. Not really for that. But we ain't got someone who can play anything close to a six. Lukonga can't do that right now. We've already seen that. What's been said here? Big up you lot for tuning in, folks. Haven't learned. Not surprised he's media. You lot are harsh, man. What's been said here? Let's see what Goal.com's saying in terms of transfers. Well, we saw that yesterday. Arsenal not in danger of losing William Saliba and Saka. Arsenal are optimistic about the contract situation of both Saliba and Saka. Um, I'm this is Fabrizio Romano. I'm told there's nothing concrete with any other clubs as of now. We just spoke about Lukonga and Weston McKennie swap deal. Allegedly, Arsenal are looking at Telemans in January. Bring that. Forget the Chelsea Saka thing. Arsenal battling with Bayern and United to get Osman. His agent came out and said he's not interested in leaving. I don't think Arsenal are going to pay what Napoli want for Osman, really. Um, if we could get anyone, I'd rather get that K brother from, from Napoli. Apparently City are looking at him now and that's going to cost a pretty penny. We're not spending 120 million euros on Milinkovic Savic and his contract until 2024. So they're going to have to make their own decision, Lazio. There's talk around trying to give him a better deal, man. I do like that Bayer youngster at, at PSV. Got to wait a bit for an outbreak season. But yeah, man, Cody Gapo. What? I mean, this ain't the statistics I was hoping for. But yeah, he's got the most expected goals, most goals and assists. Where are the numbers? He's been doing quite well in terms of goals anyways. Forget all of that, man. What's this? Martinelli out, Saka to start. Boy, we'll have to see. We know Zinchenko's not playing. Martinelli sat out of training yesterday. Cody Gapo's the major talking point. 14 goals in 20 appearances. I think he's got seven assists in the league, people. We're going to need Saka to keep up his goal-scoring form. Arteta wants to win the group as well. So, 
we're going to have to see. We've been linked with Asensio, so have Man United and Barca. Apparently, Real Madrid are delaying talks over his future until after the World Cup. He came off the bench and did well. Shout out, G1. Shout out to you lot for adding a K on the lane as well, man. Big up you, man. Hope everyone at work, college, uni, whatever. Hope you all help well and safe your loved ones too. Hope you all handling business. Ancelotti said, we haven't talked about the issue of Essential's contract. He's played little, but when he does, he shows what he can do. He has been decisive and he'll have more minutes in the future. And after the World Cup, we'll talk about his contractual position. So, yeah, people, I'm sure he wants bans as well. Uh, Arsenal transfer a necessary risk for Turner. What has been said here? Turner says the decision to join Arsenal was a necessary risk. What has he specifically said? In terms of assurances, he said, absolutely not. There are no guarantees in this game. It's all about how you train, how you gain the trust of your manager and those around you. You get opportunities to play. How you do in those minutes? I wasn't getting given any specific clarities on my role. Just that if you show up, you come in, you work hard, then anything can happen. So for me, it was a risk to go from being a shoe-in starter to a place where I wasn't guaranteed to be a regular starter. But it felt like a necessary risk that I had to take. I always want to challenge myself at the highest level possible. And I feel like I am there now. Big up Turner. And it's quite funny, really. Big up him. He's speaking on why I became an Arsenal fan. You know, literally, we were the first team in alphabetical order. Um, I stopped bunking, man. Pattern up, my guy, man. Matt Turner. Matt, Matt Turner spoken on becoming an Arsenal fan. He said we were the first name in the team when he was playing FIFA. He said, I mean, it's not really the best story ever about supporting Arsenal. It was about the World Cup in 2010. I bought my first game of FIFA when it says, what team do you want to support or select? Obviously, a came up first and Arsenal was there. Also, I made that connection because my sisters both played for a local club that was called the Arsenal. You said your sister had a crush on Giroud. Giroud, you know, you better hide your sister card. You know how them French players stay. Womanizer settings. Henri was doing it up. Wenger was doing that womanizer. Giroud soon retiring as well. And, you know, he's probably welcome back at the Everett. You better hide your sister, my guy. You know, it's going to get long. Giroud does score some world-class finishes. And depending on what she looks like, it could be crazy. Forgive me, it's all entertainment. Um, yeah, so yeah, he said they will play for that. So I just made that connection right there and kind of stuck with it. Obviously, the early 2010s, there were some really great times to be an Arsenal fan. And I would get get up nice and early. Shout all the fans from abroad, man. Depending on when kickoff was, the 12.30 kickoff was 7.30 a.m. In, in America. So anytime Arsenal was playing, I was doing my best to watch. As I got a bit older, I got into, a pub, I got into the pub culture in New York City. And I've been around those fans for those type of atmospheres as well. Big up, Matt. Turner, man. Don't matter how you came to support Arsenal, just support the thing, people. As you can see, I'm trying to find graphics on, on this thing as well. Uh, should we spin the block for Arsenal-related news? News section, Google. Big up Arsenal's women as well. They batted Leon five goals to one yesterday. What's this? Let's see what's going on there. It's just Ivan and Dika. We already just read kind of that we was looking at Calvin Bassey. That hasn't gone any further because he's gone to Ajax, really. So it don't really mean that much. But what does this say? Arsenal target Douglas Luiz wanted to leave, but two new problems arrived with summer deal. Arsenal have been told that their summer transfer target Luiz wanted to leave Villa to make the move to the Emirates. OK. However, their chances of resurrecting the deal in general next summer have taken a blow. Well, we signed a new deal. Is there anything else tangible here? Oh, this is the same Gabby Abonglu comment, so we can forget about that. So with that being said, I think that brings somewhat a close to the latest news part of this, people. Um, we'll have to see what's going on here. Uh, should we pre-social media again and the necessary news things? Keep your opinions coming, folks. What's been done here? What's been said? 
apparently all or nothing. Arsenal director said he's unaware of a Series 2 being in production for this season, so it might be one or done. I mean, come on, man. You've done it when it ended last for us. Why not do it where it could end with us being in the Champions League? Don't start rec well, start recording, but don't say anything until... Don't confirm it until we've actually, in May, we've had the season Arsenal fans would like to have or in terms of exceeding expectations as well, really and truly. Apparently, Ramsdale said the most competitive squad player is El Nene. He said most likely player in the Arsenal squad to be on a reality TV show. I'll give anyone a guess. He said Aaron Ramsdale, Love Island's Maltini, mate. So, yeah, it is what it is. But apart from us being linked with Ivan and Dika, there's been, been next to nothing, really. And obviously, the Athletic article slightly earlier. So, yeah, there's next to nothing, really. Big up you lot. That's it, really, where the transfer news is concerned. Who is Hendrik, 16-year-old Brazilian youth at, and, um, at Palmeiras? I was about to lie to you and tell you Andelic. It's definitely not Andelic. But yeah, man. Well, I don't think we're getting him because you've got to put down top whack for these kind of men. Do you see what Gakpo said about being a tall winger? I'm watching Henri, yeah. I'm still not sure about Gakpo's overall play in the final third. I feel he's overrated at the moment. It doesn't mean he's a bad player. Don't, don't get better. Yeah. I feel, I mean, to be fair, he's convincing me bit by bit. Obviously, I'm wary of purple goal scoring and assist patches, but he looks quite, he does look a bit raw in several aspects and it is a World Cup year and he does want to get a move. So these things have to be factored in. But I do think he's improving in the final third. My wary, my wary is, you know, if he was to sign for Arsenal is how many players go from the Dutch league and really, really bad it up. Lissandro Martinez has, has come to, to England and done quite well for initially, despite all these pundits saying that he's not tall enough to be a half-decent centre-back. Luis Suarez, probably of recent memory, the biggest one that's done well. But if we count from when Suarez signed to now, apart from Lissandro right now, where he's been there two minutes, Suarez, uh, Wijnaldum at Newcastle and Liverpool, there might be a couple of other exceptions, you know. No one's else really done much from the Dutch league, really, you know. But Bergerite didn't really work out at Spurs for him. Van der Beek it ain't really worked out at United. Hakim Ziyech is a Champions League winner, but ain't really worked out for him. Um, is there any more? There probably is a couple of other exceptions. Hendrik does have a big future, man. He's been doing it for the last two seasons. He'll get better. And that's the risk, you know, when Arsenal have been linked with Mudruk, when we was linked with that guy who went Napoli, us United, Leeds and Spurs for 10 million, where it's linked with this guy. Do you take the risk of, do you buy these guys now where they're showing good positivities, but you might not necessarily be convinced? Or do you wait till there's a bit more co confirmation about their goal scoring, their output, their ability to play at a higher level, where obviously the better they get, the more there's obviously, question, there, there, there's obviously a price tag and then move for them. The Lit and the Young have done well, but they're not really as big as House of Depay ain't done much. Ericsson, 100%. The Lit and Depay, good players, but they've not, the, you know, the Young, the Lit's one of the best centre backs in the pre, in, in the world, sorry. The Young's one of the best midfielders, but they've not really kicked on to what I expected. None of them really. Davis Sanchez didn't work out. So, yeah, man. DG, what's your story of becoming an Arsenal fan? Thierry Henry family, man. And that was what everyone was doing, in it, really? So that's me. I ain't got no exciting story. But that was my thing. Pardon me. Bunking in the toilet. Love off of that G1. What are you doing, man? Go in class and learn, blood. College days, the best days of your life. At least, at least walk up and down. Where's the hair and beauty and social care courses and that? If you know, you know, at least. If you're going to bunk college, walk up and down and talk to the people them that do them lessons and, you know. Build up the man said the BBM. Build up the, the I've message or the snap. At least do it for the cause, man. No worries, my guy. 
the pay ain't done much. Well, definitely when he signed, went to the Prem. We should look at these players for the sixth position. Fifana, Monaco, I'm having. Dominguez of Bologna. Yeah. Sangare, yeah. Andre Fluminense. Zubimendi of Sociedad's all right. Calcedo. Again, you're going to have to put a serious money down with Brighton. Dembele to Fulham. Yeah, that's a shout, to be fair. But that's even, for, that's even I said from Suarez onwards, that's before Suarez. But even that, that's, that's the point. You're really kind of scratching your head, really. And there's players in the Dutch league, but this ain't really done much. Van Dyke, well, Van Dyke went to Scotland and then came there, so it don't really make sense saying that. I have inside links to the club. And well, let me guess: your inside links, your wives, your wives' brothers, dry cleaners, dogs, gardener, nose links, man. I don't know, man. I don't trust anyone that says any of this. Shout out to you, Carl. I'll take your word for it, man. But I hope you're wrong. I hope we sign people. You know, I've seen Ornstein and them kind of man get it wrong. So I hope you're wrong, but I'll take your knowledgeable word for it, man. It would be massive if Arsenal signed those players. Would love it, man. CR37 is acting like a spoiled child because he isn't starting every game. Note to CR7, you're 37 years of old of age. Understand that you are a part-time player, not in Ten Hag's every game plans. To be fair, Ten Hag did the right thing, really. Let him do his whining thing. I like the way Ten Hag kind of dealt with it. I'll deal with it tomorrow. You know, just get your move on because, again, this I'm sure Ronaldo can be a great player. He scored a lot of goals for them last season, but it's long now. How has, well, he's tried his best to make it about him rather than about what Spurs did or didn't do, what United did or didn't do, the players that played well or didn't play well. It's become about him. Spoiled kid, man. And to be fair, I do think there's a lot of problems at United, but Ronaldo is a pro. I don't think he's the problem, but he is a problem. You know, move him on if he's going to act like that, really. You know, Ten Hag is trying to put authority and stamp his own mark. You need people that are convinced, you know. Ronaldo clearly isn't convinced as long as he's not playing, so keep it moving. And let's be real, probably still got big influences. Zubi Mendy signed a new contract. We need that Indica one done. Are we shouting Indica because it makes sense in brackets? Then don't get me wrong, I've done this before. Probably a bit of both. Appreciate, appreciate you, Dave. Hi, good vibes back at you. We should sign, sit, hit your like button, people. Set your reminders and all of that good thing. Once again, I'm live at 10 p.m. UK time to review the PSV game. We should, and Sunday we're watching Southampton Arsenal. Set your reminders as well. Boost the engagement. Road to 100k, people. We should sign Indica, Fufana, Tossart, Tony slash Sick. I don't really want Sick. Tony's going to cost a pretty penny, you know, probably more than Jesus, really, you know, about 50-odd million quid, depending on his contract. Fufana, Indica, not going to break the bank. I don't know for where I rank him. I don't really rate Indica that highly. I think he's a cool guy. I think he's a bit bandulu. I think he's a bit bugged, but 23 years of age, left-hand side, if Arteta can work a trick, there's resale value there. There is that. I've always said, personally, Maybe for the easier said than done, but maybe for the similar fee, if we could find the left-sided centre-back that, as I said earlier, Tommy Asu doesn't look it, but he's still learning. Uh, Holding probably not good enough to be a backup like that, and we need levels above. Gabriel and Saliba and Ben White, for as good as they are, they're going to go through brain farts. If we can find someone that's not really a big profile, that's been through all of these things, that just understands defending, that Arteta only has to teach the tactics that he wants to deploy and not necessarily how to defend. I'm on that. Someone that could just step in at times. Like, see the same way Gabriel's moving a bit mad at times. Pull him out the team, bring that steady Eddie, calm Don in and just move, if that makes sense, people. I do like, I can't say his name, but that's the Monaco lad. I do like him. I do like that Luke Badon at Lyon. I would prefer them, but 
if you, you got a hollow Monaco and Leon, I don't know their contracts, but there's going to be peas. I would try Tomiyasu at left sided centre back. He plays there for, for, for Japan. Arteta talks about his versatility and his bold footness. You know, if we can do it, if you know, if we until we sign a midfielder, it has to be an option. I'd rather Holding play, I'd rather he play there instead of Holding, if I'm honest. You know, Holding's firmly just furniture stuff. You got a score prediction for the PSV game? I think it'll be close. I'm going to go 2 1 each way. I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'm going to say 2 1 Arsenal still. But we'll have to see, really, if 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 that's possible. If I'm completely honest, man. How do you think we'll line up today? Strong team, man. You might see a, a one of a Thomas Partey or a Xhaka. You might see one of Gabriel or Saliba. I actually feel Arteta might, on one hand, surprise us. You might see... I don't even know, man. Martinelli might be out. Zinchenko's definitely out, as, long as, Smith, as well as Smith-Rowe and that. Matt Turner probably will play. We're at home and that, and he deserves to play, really. He had a good game last last Europa League. If it's up to me, I'd play Ramsdale. I'd play the strongest team we could, then pull players off. But I'd say Matt Turner, Tommy Asu right back, Tini left back. I reckon Gabriel and Holding, you know. But it wouldn't surprise me if it's Saliba, but I reckon Gabriel and Holding. Um, I think Xhaka. I fought party yesterday, but I think Xhaka will play. Xhaka, Fabio Vieira, Rodigard. Saka on the right. Maybe Nelson on the left or Marquinhos. Um, and Eddie and Ketty are through the middle, really. And Dika makes sense. Contract is up and he has potential. He's not rash in tackles, not one to go to floor sliding. Rashly, he's a goal. I hear that. I hear that. Interesting comments. Ten Hag was like, wait till we get home from them ones, boy. PTSD. You know, your mom says that. Oh, Lord. The baddest of guys, boy. Boy, that that that's making that's bringing back PTSD. Wait till we get home. Boy, I used to fumble when that happened. Oh my days! That the baddest of guys will quickly humble. Your mother says that I would sign Guido Rodriguez from from Betis as a number six. He's always linked with us, man. I think he throws Cedric in there tonight. Tommy Asu at left back again. Ah, don't really want to see Cedric. Maybe, but I don't want to see that. Do you think we might see Cedric? Maybe, but you might as well go Tommy Asu and Tierney. Or well, there's no Zinchenko. And to be fair with you, you're right. You know. He might rest either Tommy Asu or Tini, depending on Tommy Asu playing left back or Tini playing left back against Southampton. It's a good shout, really. Don't really want to see Cedric really. How, how fit is he? I know he's just come back from injury, but how fit really is he? I don't know, but we'll have to see, man. Big up anyone who gets an opportunity out there, they'll have my support. But respectfully, I'm kind of happy not to see meaty players. That's that's been one thing that's been done that you know done in the league and obviously in the in in the in in in, in the Europa League. We've kept the same squad rotated where we could chops and change where we could but largely playing the better players and shock and behold we're having a somewhat perfect Europa League and somewhat Premier League campaign so far wait till we get home never ends well can't wait to my unborn kids that are not here or anywhere yeah yeah can't wait to do that man I can't wait to say that to my kids and I can't wait to say have you got McDonald's money I cannot wait I cannot wait at all um, and stop crying if I give you something to cry but allow me let me chill but um, yeah man that's what I'd say so yeah, man. Big up you lot. Rest parte, Martinelli, Jesus. I'd put Jesus on the bench. You never know, man. But I don't think those three will start. But even Xhaka's legs are looking a bit a bit leggy and baggy right now at this moment in time. So you never quite know what's really going to happen or going on, really. We're just going to have, literally just going to have to see. It's going to be an interesting one. 
So we're gonna have to see. Are we doing this live stream? Because I need to eat as well before anything. Oh yeah, we are. Fair enough. I'm eating first. Gotta leave my house at like three as well. So it's techie. At what point, DG, the Arsenal fans believe Arsenal can win it? Win what? Win what? Tommy Asu at right back, Tini at left back. But now that you said the you lot said the Cedric point. Obviously, we want to start strong. PSV are, you know, performing in the league and away uh, and, and in Europe. So you have to play your strongest team. But you do probably have to keep one eye on the weekend because, it's, you know, you can see our legs are looking a bit leggy. Now, our last two games in all comps, we have looked a bit leggy as well as other things. How long has Arteta been coached? I don't know, since 2019. So what's the matter behind that? Late 2019 or was it 2020? I actually do not know, man. Time flies. I don't think it was 2019. It probably was 2020 now. When did you join Arsenal, fella? Let's see. When did you become Arsenal manager? Oh, it was 2019. December 2019. So, yeah, I was right initially. I'd love one of those Kalini slash Godin types. Yeah, man. Them guys that love defending, man. Like the vids, guys. Tafara, I appreciate that. Ghost, you're right. It was 2019. So, yeah, man. I think Partey starts, you know. I'd slightly go Partey, Lekonga, Vieira and Res Xhaka and Odegaard for Sunday. Oh, then you kill a lot of the fluidity and balance out of our team, really. As well as Xhaka and Partey have been doing. I reckon Lekonga does play, if I'm honest with you. Probably Lekonga, Xhaka, Fabio Vieira. Because, you know, Odegaard's slightly been a bit meaty in the last couple of games. I feel like this is Nelson's last chance. In my opinion, he's not good enough, but people like him. Wait, maybe Tini at, at right back? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I know. I don't know. I don't know. There's Tini. The most adaptability I want to see from Tini is this inverted fullback thing. Or if we're doing a back three, can get away in, as one of the centre-halves. I don't know about right back, man. I think we want someone to play. I think we want to play someone at right back who can tackle with their left to defend against Cody. Uh, I don't know, man. Well, if we're going against an informed team, I know we need our best defenders in which I lean towards Tommy Asu 100%. So it'd be interesting, man. Let's see if there's any other Arsenal-related news. What's going on here? Sorry, folks. What's this? Right, sorry, completely off topic, but why is Gareth Southgate naming a naming 55 players for the World Cup? Surely he's bugging. Shout out to you, do your thing, my guy. Allegedly, Joel Edeo, who is, you know, we bought him from Holland, people, and he's been doing quite well in the academy. He will not make his professional debut for Arsenal against PSV, despite becoming eligible for the Europa League squad. Arteta has selected his matchday squad to face the visitors from Holland, and there is no place for the 19-year-old. So just the fact that you're travelling is, is a step in the right direction. But beyond that, I don't know, man. So, yeah, man. Let's see what Arsenal Buzz.com is saying. Good little account. This is... We've covered all of that. So, yeah, there ain't no new transfer news. We've spoken about Cody Gapo and all the rest of it, people. So, we're going to have to see what's going on there, man. DG, you got to start being honest with these, man. First, Gabriel in defensive mid and now Tierney in right mid. Hey, man. I like, man. I mean, Xavi Simmons is showing quality. He's scoring a lot of goals. Everyone in PSV, you know, don't get twisted. I know there's injury concerns, but, you know, uh, Till... 
Sangare is a bit different, closer to party sort of type than an attacking player. Javi Simmons, Gakpo, this guy, that guy, all the guys we're talking about. It's probably someone we're not waffling about that will do the job, but he has to be a threat. The 19-year-old started to life at PSV and in Holland, fantastic, really and truly, and showing that potential, which is seeing him at Barcelona and PSG. And probably since the age of 13, 14, people have known about him and seen him on YouTube and things. I remember seeing Adnan Yanazan and Mario Hutchinson across similar aspects. Jao Felix Ogohuri, Danilo or Onova Tonali or De Jong. Onova's not really progressing as much as I thought, so Danilo at this moment in time, but he has got potential. Jao Felix Ogohiri, Jao Felix, Tonali or De Jong. Oof. Now, that's a good one. I like Tonali and I like that Italian fire that he's got, that Barella and Verratti, like just the short man syndrome thing, just on violence as well as having technical ability. But I'm a Wenger, baby. I'm an Arsenal I'm an Arsene Wenger, you know, connoisseur sort of thing. And the beautiful game, the way Arsenal are moving, it's not quite Wenger in his prime, but the young kind of fits steady. The young would be lit still. You know what? The young neither's happening. So let me get that smile off my face. But yeah, man, the dream is free. Hustle is sold separate separately. Felix is wavy, but we don't need him. Of course not. Need that, bro. You don't need to buy designer clothes, but it's wavy. Why not? Just come and do wavy things, bro. Chelsea or United this week? A draw, hopefully. But United got momentum, you know. It's, you're not Chelsea are getting results, excluding Brentford. But it don't seem like their fans are really happy. Tonali can be certainly in the advanced eight role for us, too. But I can just picture the young... That's playing that eight or that not a six, but just receiving off the center backs, turning Martinelli and Saka have bust out. I'm doing my watch along, shouting, Fed, 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 ball clipped over the top. We've scored. Let me get myself out of Dreamland, man. Jimmy, you're gonna kill me, man. On popular opinion, I've had as been, I think you mean you've been saying to sell Tini since last season because of the fitness issue he has. I guess he's good enough to back up to for Zinchenko now, though. Come on, man, leave him alone. Would you start Tommy Asu or Tierney at Southampton on Sunday? Tierney, probably, if I'm honest with you. But Tommy Asu's the man for the job. I literally subscribed to you last week after saying to myself, why am I not already? And the same thing happened today. How do I get unsubscribed? I don't know what happened there, man. I think Danilo has to improve a lot defensively. Bro, he looks raw. If he joins in January, we we I can't I can't blame fans for pinning their hope on Danilo, but He'd have to adapt mid-season. He'd have to adapt to life off the field, let alone on it. There's a bag of tactics, you know, Arteta, for as good as we are on the ball, off the ball, if you're not doing what he needs to needs you to do, you might not start. He's still developing. He's having a bit of a flat season, so it would he would probably be more closer to Lokonga in terms of development stage, but you never know. He might come exceed expectations and that. The young old day for me, him and the Jacquerel would be brazy. I hear that. I'm going with Xhaka, Lokonga, Vieira midfield tonight. Save Partey, Southampton on Sunday. Our match kicks off at 6pm UK time. Obviously, adjust the clocks wherever you are and use your common sense. I'll be live to react to the game. I should get back in time, in good time. I'll be live at 10pm UK time to go over the game. You know, I'm taking my note, my notepad with me. You know, when I got Emirates, this is my thing, people. Some of you have even seen me at games. Not so much of recent, but yeah, my man's writing down my little notes. I just find it easier, man. Points of reference. Let me make sure I don't forget this. Put that in my coat pocket now. If I forget that, I'm going to be upset still. But um, yeah, man. Tears what it is, man. I think Eddie, I think Jesus, Eddie Nelson. I hear that. 
We need to stop trying to force a player out of Nelson and play the players we bought like Marquinhos. We'll give both chances. To be fair, what real chances has Nelson had, really? He had his little, he's been out for a while. He had his little chance against Clint. Didn't do nothing. Been on the bench in the Prem. Not come on. Bring on Cedric. Bring Cedric on for either Tommy Asuotini in the game tonight. I hear that. Shout out to you lot, man. Top opinions as usual, folks. Ra Brady, you're moving mad. No wonder YouTube flagged that comment. Raji, lava. Shout out to you lot, though, man. Raw. In my head, PSV pose a bigger attacking threat than Southampton. Hence, I'd rather play party against PSV. Am I bugging or can you see the logic? There's logic in that. There's no, you know, we. I do think people are kind of, because we've done well in Europa League, and I don't want to say it's not a priority because there might come a, a, a time when we need to consider both, but Arteta wants to qualify. We need to kind of play a very strong team. Wouldn't surprise me if he names the same team to a degree, maybe one or two choices, um, changes, sorry, against uh, against Southampton as well. Because, you know, PSV are in better form. Southampton can't buy a win. They got their first win in five, six games yesterday. And they, and they, and their um, and their fans were still screaming Hassan Hutu out. So I'm, I am expecting a flat Southampton, but I'm also expecting them to play out of their skin like they normally do, really. You know, when we played Brighton, Palace and Southampton, I do think there was negative statistics around different variations beyond all three teams. And we somehow managed to do all right. Danilo looked average last time I saw him. When people say he was good and now he's apparently having a bad season, maybe he's just media. I don't know, really. You'd have to ask someone. I don't know why Ronaldo walked down the tunnel, you know. If I'm United and Ronaldo and Ten Hag, you have to lie and say he was feeling a knock. He went down for treatment. But you know why, you know, he's making it all about himself. PSV have been thumping up the rest of the group better than we have, probably. But we're top of the group. Hopefully that continues, man. And they have been scoring goals. So yeah, man, it's an interesting one. What's gonna what's gonna happen in the game? But we don't actually know, man. It's just gonna have to put up or shut up, really. Just gonna have to turn up in it, really and truly, and see what happens in that regard. United or Chelsea this weekend? United, but Chelsea. You never know. Where is it? Is that the bridge? Where is it? It's at the bridge, isn't it? Oh, Ronaldo don't really score against them. That's a Jaden Sancho. I don't know, really. Could go either way. I'm going to say, I'll lean towards United. I don't want to bet on Chelsea. Like rivals in that, isn't it? So, yeah. Well, we're all, pardon me, we're all rivals, but these are the real, real ops. So are United, but still. Draw would be perfect. Absolutely perfect. You know, them lot drawing and Newcastle beating Spurs would be fantastic. I'd love for Spurs to just go on a, a, a crap way of form, same way rival fans want Arsenal to stop winning games and that. Yeah, I'd rather play Lokonga, Partey and Vieira against PSV. Need to look out for Veerman. Look out for the whole team, man. Don't forget to like and subscribe 100%, people. Um, so, yeah, people, it is what it is in that regard, isn't it, really? With that being said, though, people, we've been here for 90 minutes. I'm conscious that I should be live with rants and that, and I want to have something to eat before I go live. So, yeah. You know, there'll be two live streams from myself today. I'm going to watch Arsenal PSV, people. So when I'm back, 10 p.m., you know, I'll be doing a live stream with you guys to react to the game and cutting up clips and doing short reviews and that and whatnot. Looking ahead Sunday, it's Arsenal Southampton. I don't know why it's not up there, but I'm actually do watching with you lot Chelsea United. Someone mentioned it. Um, what do you think Mane said to Saka at the awards? Hopefully it will sign a contract at Arsenal. Don't don't join Chelsea. But it was probably, you know, maybe Bayern Munich are looking for his replacement already, such as them lot. And maybe they sent him there. Or maybe it was just, I'm trying to be like you, like the IC threes do, man. Like you saw with Vieira and I can't remember the pundit, but like Vieira kind of shut the hands, shut the hands of, of, of all the other pundits. And when he saw one of the them, 
It was, you know, the random embrace thing, innit? Bro, Newcastle are serious, bro. Newcastle will smack our any Bro, Newcastle, we just about beat them in this, you know, at home and away last season. Well, now let me not cap. We beat them at home quite comfortably with a Lokonga and Ainsley Maitland now's midfield. Away from home, we got dealt with. The way they're moving, I you don't want to play City, you don't want to play Newcastle, really. So, yeah, as I said, a bag of content, people, to come really and truly. But, yeah, man. 10 p.m. later today. We've been here for 90 minutes. First thing I want to say is you lot, I hope you're all having a progressive week. I hope you and your loved ones are all um healthy. I appreciate you lot's talking points, question mark, questions, all of these sort of things, and just your general support. If you've not subscribed, make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're following on all the socials, the Twitters, the TikToks, the Instagrams, the Ludaguna04, and all of that. Snapchat is dguna04. Um, yeah, man, make sure you're following on Twitch. Make sure you're staying healthy and progressing in your personal and private lives. If you haven't hit the like button and turn on your notifications, what are you doing? The road to 10,000 on Twitch and 100k on YouTube is alive and kicking. Appreciate that, Jimmy. I appreciate you lot more. You lot make the platform. I might be the face, but you lot are the people, people, and all of them things there. So, yeah, one love you lot, man. But yeah, man, I'm sure you lot are bored of hearing man's voice now. I'm gonna love and leave you lot and see you lot tomorrow, people. Peace. <laughs> Man said tomorrow, 10 p.m. tonight. And tomorrow, but 10 p.m. tonight.